we still have 156 officially referred cases of voter fraud, meaning a, an official within the state of Florida, most commonly a supervisor of elections within the state of Florida, referring to law enforcement, referring to state attorneys, these cases that have not been looked into by state attorneys of potential voter fraud, largely stemming from the 2020 election cycle. And so where we have, and, and what's been worse, um, you know, going back to the beginning of December, when I was, you know, working with the Public Interest Legal Foundation on their reporting, helping bring attention to the situation, not one of the state attorneys interested in talking with me about it. Thought that was fascinating as well. So if we have officially referred cases of error fraud, but we don't have state attorneys that are willing to investigate them, what what is one to do? And that's why it was always a legitimate call to action to have a state agency that could do the work that needed to be done to ensure that we don't have misfeasance in elections. And I have a great deal of confidence in uh, Peter Antonacci and, and taking the lead. And, of course, that was one of the laws that took effect on July 1st, along with over 140 that were in force as of last Friday. Here to talk about some more of what is going to be impacting our lives, much of which you might have already started to see in certain ways. And joining us, Miami State Rep Juan Fernandez Barquin. Appreciate the time. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Mr. Mudd. And it is an absolute pleasure to be on here with you. I, I used to listen to you uh, uh, a while back, and, and my father may be listening right now. So if I could just say hello to my, my dad. Hey, dad. Well, I appreciate you listening. I'm sure there's a work-related reason that you don't still do it. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, oh. between uh, practicing law and and uh, legislating, it's, uh, I have a very tight schedule. All right. I'll, I'll let you off the hook for that. I appreciate it. So give us uh, an idea of some of what you think is most effectual that's now law in our state. Oh, wow. Um, well, on, on the education front, I would say, one, the parental rights bill is absolutely fantastic, a step in the in the right direction, and actually, I, I, I think something that we need to expand into higher grades. Uh, that's one thing. Uh, uh, another thing was the uh, what we did with the Stop Woke Act to make sure that critical race theory is not being taught in our schools and, and that our children are not being indoctrinated with these radical leftist uh, uh, theories. Um, that have no factual basis. Um, I, I, I think what the governor has done is just fantastic overall when it comes to education, not just on that front, but also in regards to what we did in the budget with it, with uh, increasing salaries, increasing bonuses, you know, and, and, and trying to shore up the education front in light of this great resignation that, that we dealt with, uh, not just in the state, but across the country. Um, so those are the big things. Also, on, on another front, homeowners insurance, um, I, I've heard a lot of criticism from people when it comes to the to what we passed in the special session with homeowners insurance. And, you know, the reality is, uh, Brian, that I, I've been I've been in office four years and I came to the sad realization. It's kind of like dealing with a client. No, you're not going to make everybody happy. And the original intention going into that special session, I, I thought we definitely had very good intentions. And I thought that the product that came out was fantastic. 
the reality is, is that it's just like anything else. It's going to take time to see what the effects are. And I'm very confident that there will be a downward force now on premiums. Uh, but it's going to take time for us to see it uh, because the reality is, is that we need to stabilize the reinsurance market. And I think that this the legislation we passed in the special session certainly did that. Let pick up on a uh, a couple of different themes that you you sound, and I thought that was a you know pretty good synopsis. So you, let's take a look at you know like the parental rights in education. You have some of the uh, folks in the teachers unions that are saying we have right now what is estimated to be at least according to the FEA's uh, report about eighty five hundred educators that we are short as we get ready to head into next school year, and you know they're they're pinning a lot of the the blame for this on policy within Florida that is a deterrent to teachers, aside from, from teacher pay and those kinds of things. You know, the, the parental rights and education legislation that, uh, you know, perhaps doesn't allow the teachers to, to go about things the way that their unions might like, for example. Do you put any stock in that? Do you put any weight that Florida's policy is actually deterring uh, teachers in our state? No, not at all. Not at all, Brian. I mean, listen, the reality is, is that us as a country and, us and, and, and our state, Education-wise, this country is just abysmal, and that's the reality of it. And and we need to support our teachers, but at the same time, we we, we cannot give, uh, we we cannot believe that kind of talk. The reality is, is that we need to teach our children how to read, write, and and arithmetic. All right, that's that's some basic things here, and there is absolutely no place in the classroom for for radical leftist gender theory. Okay, that is completely unsubstantiated scientifically um, to teach children this. So we're talking about six to nine year olds. We're talking about children who can't even decide what they want for lunch that day. Yet you want to indoctrinate them with, you know, uh, Mary can be uh, a boy and Joey can be a girl. Uh, I mean, you're confusing these children and we're getting away from the basics. And that is something that we absolutely need to concentrate on. And I do not for one instance believe that this is creating some sort of the de- deterrence for teachers. I mean, perhaps for the, for the blue haired, uh, for the blue haired kindergarten teacher, you know, who uh, has sleep tattoos and who, who does want to indoctrinate children. Yeah. Maybe for her, but you know what? I have no problem with that. And I'd much rather yeah. answer her from teaching our children. You know, the same th- thought crossed my mind. <laughs> We're speaking to a uh, state rep, Juan Fernandez Barquin is like, hold on. If what we've done in the state of Florida is actually to turn to certain teachers, I'm pretty sure that I don't want them attempting to educate our kids to begin with. So I, exactly. I do think that there's a, a, a point to be made there. Um, so taking a look, I, I'm curious. Obviously, abortion is, is front and center in the minds of many. And we had Florida's new law, 15-week uh, limits on uh, most abortions. Uh, obviously, it's back in, in force. It, it uh, was originally stayed by... Land County Circuit Court Judge John Cooper, the state appealed upon appeal. It is now the the law in the state of Florida. Pending what happens next within the uh, the court system, what do you think about that law? And do you think we should leave it there? Do you think we should revisit abortion policy beyond that in the state? I, I think I think it's good law, Brian. I voted for it. I was I, I was in support of it. I still support it. Um, I think that. Uh, I think in light of overturning Roe v. Wade, which was to begin with a faulty, uh, a faulty legal decision that uh, had a very faulty legal basis to, to begin with. Um, and I'm glad that it was overturned. Um, 
I think that the 15-week limit is absolutely fine. I think that it definitely gives, um, uh, you know, and, and listen, I'm a man. I, I've never I've never menstruated before. <laughs> I've never, uh, I, I don't know what that's like, but I would imagine 15 weeks is definitely more than enough time to figure out if someone is pregnant or not. Um, and, and I've heard many people also uh, uh, talk to me about, oh, well, how about rape? How about incest? And it's like, well, listen, I, I, I'm not a woman, never menstruated before, but I do know that I, I would think that if I had been raped or if I had, or if I was a victim of incest, 15 weeks is definitely, you know, enough time to make a decision um, in regards to that. Uh, so, I mean, I, you know, I, I don't think we'll revisit it. Um, you know, anything is certainly possible. I don't think it will be revisited. I think 15 weeks. And, and from my understanding, even the plurality of Americans, Brian, the plurality of Americans in this country agree that the, the 12 to 16 week window is a reasonable amount of time. And the mind blowing part here is that we are more, more liberal than Europe in general with this 15 week limit. And that is something that a lot of people do not take into account is that Europe, okay, they always point to Europe and they always say how liberal Europe is. When it comes to abortion, liberal um, Europe is not that liberal. Uh, we are the state of Florida is in fact more liberal than Europe, generally speaking. Um, but to answer your question, I I don't anticipate it will be re- revisited. But you know, certainly anything is possible. And to your point, um, recent polling: seventy-two percent support a fifteen-week limit. We have as many as fifty percent that support a limit at six weeks, even. So, yeah, I, I, a lot of sense what you're what you're saying there. So there you go, uh, State Representative Juan Fernandez Barquin, who is. Not a menstruating person. I think that's the. <laughs> I think that's the appropriate language now we we use for for that. Um, well, the, well, uh, the, the joke I have with my friends is is, is whenever we've we've the, the whole pronoun talk has come up. Um, I, <laughs> I insist. I insist to be called macho. <laughs> all right what we, the, the macho man and by the way i'll let you off the hook for not listening all, anymore all you got to do is go to iHeartRadio and you just go to the brian mud show podcast i've got two under that name that you can uh, subscribe to for free and then not miss things so anyway i appreciate I will, it i will i will certainly check it out I, I i i will certainly check that out sir so thank you so much it's been a pleasure and and I'd love to be on your show again in the future. And anything else you need, don't hesitate to, to, to contact me. Sounds good. We'll we'll talk again soon. That is uh, Miami State Rep Juan Fernandez Barquin. Be right back here. Brian Mudchen. He's Radio 610 WIOD. Inflation.